Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, June 16th, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture trader Ashley Steves. You know, we held the news today. Yeah, a little Because bit. we were told from multiple sources that we should hold the news because there was a big announcement coming out at 6. Um, it, I mean, it leaked a little bit earlier than that, yeah. but... <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't, uh, and we're about to talk about it. But also, first of all, we're recording at 6. The episode will still come out at 8 on Patreon and 7.55 mm-hmm. in the regular feed. But, like, I don't know. I don't... I, I expected bigger? I, I expected worse, I guess. Is. But maybe maybe it's just because I have no gauge anymore of, right. like how crappy or not crappy things are. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. So today's top story is the announcement that Beanie Feldstein and Jane Lynch will depart Funny Girl in the fall. Beanie, who's been out with COVID, while Julie Benko fills her shoes, will return to the show today, when you're hearing the episode, today, Thursday. But Feldstein and Lynch will leave the show um, on September 25th leaving Tony nominee Jared Grimes and Ramin Karamloo, who seem to be staying on past that six-month mm-hmm. departure. And we knew Jane was leaving after six. We didn't realize that yeah. Beanie was also part of that contract, possibly. Um, and then it also said in their Twitter announcement that a new mystery casting announcement will come soon. Um, I think that this definitely depends on sales for the rest of the summer. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because every show's in flux. This is not a comment on this show in particular, but like, you know, we, after the Tonys, if there's a definite uh, drop off, um, if there's no awards uh, granted or even nominations, um, it can definitely affect the ticket sales. And because mm-hmm. it didn't garner any, um, I think that that, and with Beanie leaving and Jane leaving, and, be- I just, and with Beanie just being out in general, she's been and out a lot. Bad re- and then just bad reviews and all kinds of things, all kinds of word of mouth <sighs> that I got some, yeah, <laughs> I got some thoughts on exactly. So, uh, you know, and Ashley and I were talking about this a little bit before the show about, um, when we saw the announcement and and just the rhetoric at which this has been so incredibly mm. volatile, um, it's been particularly painful to watch for uh, totally. me and, and many other, not only just like female performers, but just like uh, just people in the industry just being so callous about this person's performance with it's not like this, you know, this performer Beanie, uh, namely, um, did something bad or mistreated someone. We're talking about like the level level of vitriol that the especially mm-hmm. theater community has placed on this woman has been really really aggressive and um, yep. really unpleasant to watch and you can have feelings about someone's performance good or bad totally, but bullying totally. is so disgusting to me yep. <laughs> so um, it's just been bad and, and, and it would not surprise me I don't have any insight on this but it wouldn't surprise me if not only was COVID but also the, like the bullying has been a factor in her departure mm-hmm. and um, especially her, like you just said, um, being out of the show a couple days and Julie being on and Julie Benko getting all this praise, which she absolutely deserves. And we yeah, want to uplift great. exactly all these performers, but it's just been really bad. <laughs> it's been really bad. I'm really frustrated about this. Yeah. So we kind of got the news that she was going to be leaving and it's been rumored for a bit mm-hmm. since she's been out with COVID. I mean, she's got as far as I know, several other projects down the pipeline, um, at least uh, screen projects. Merrily. Um, Merrily, but I don't think they 
film again to like 2023 or 2024 or something. I can't remember. Maybe it's even later than that. They completed their first round of filming. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I kind of expected this to be that she was going to be out sooner. And I feel like that's entirely based on what I've been seeing flung at her, unfortunately. I feel like people, like you said, there's been so much vitriol directed at her. And again, like you said, you can feel however you want about somebody's performance. Um, she didn't receive good reviews. And we talked about that at the time, that a lot of that had to do with this image that people will always have in their minds of Barbara, that she didn't live up to Barbara um, she never was going to. Nobody That's, can, so, by the way. Nobody can, nobody can. And I don't want them to. I want roles to be different. I don't want it to be a reprisal of like, or an imitation of what we've seen before. But I know, I mean, Funny Girl is so famous because of Barbara. To be honest with you, Funny Girl is not a good show <laughs> which is really frustrating you're talking like, so, as a piece of, like of of as a, theater. a piece yeah. of theater um and i wasn't overly fond of the production but it's also just like that at, at its basis i don't think it's particularly a compelling show um and, you know, obviously it has these big standout numbers from it, which are beautiful. I think the music from it is beautiful. I think the show is just one of those classic shows that kind of doesn't have a lot of meat to it. And for the most part, it's a feel good show. And that's what it is. They revived it as a star vehicle for somebody, whether it was initially in their brain that it was going to be Beanie or not. That's another story. And it certainly isn't now because, as you said, Julie Benko has gotten all this attention and rightfully so because she's amazing but as a result of that like Beanie's been completely pushed to the wayside and in a way that's been just really disgusting just and we also really, don't know if she refused really any of that cruel. press you know well, what I mean course, if it started sure. to feel bad you know what I mean so I don't want to totally put the onus on but you're right and I, I've also just yeah. watched because we're talking about it and I'm sorry we I promise we'll get off the soapbox in a second we'll get into the gross oh I'll never um, get off the soapbox never get off I can't I need it as a stool <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, the other thing has happened, what I've watched and not really enjoyed at all, is the way that Sutton Foster has also been treated in this season. And how yeah. everyone's, if we can lower the key, and she's not singing it in the original, I'm like, shut it down. I do not care about your, you know, uh, my white knight needs to sound a certain way. Please, like... Uh, Allow allow me to introduce you to any of the modern musical theater that I oh uh, mm-hmm. let me guess you don't like Spring Waking let me guess you don't like Hades I don't know it's just like I feel like we are really stuck in how we're quote supposed to hear things and I think that that can also be rooted in a lot of other things which I don't need to even get into but totally um, you know and I just go like why are we hating on Sutton it's not her fault she was cast like she was cast as this incredible Broadway name it's not like you know they're like yeah. oh God you know she's just so bad in this role it's like i think you can just keep that to yourself and i can't i can't remember if it was you and i that talked about that or you matt and i that talked about it recently where it's kind of like that you know i i think sutton's miscast i think beanie's probably miscast i think katrina lank is miscast in company and i just like the the direction of vitriol from people um 
to the actors for taking jobs for taking jobs after a two and a half year (laughs) hiatus is so frustrating to me like what do you expect people to do if it is not a role where you're so blatantly miscast where it's like a i mean gender kind of goes out the window unless it's a right but you know or if it's you're supposed to be a specific race if you're supposed to be a certain gender if you're supposed to be a certain sexuality where that if you're supposed to have a certain you're, body type if you're supposed I to mean, have it, a certain it, body type like that stuff makes uh, sense and to be mad about people being miscast for that and for even taking those roles i get for you know just generally being miscast in a role because your voice isn't right for it and being mad at the actor for that like there's nothing i can do for you <laughs> like I, honestly when I saw Funny Girl I had a great time I really enjoyed Beanie's performance oh, wow. it was not Barbara it was not supposed to be Barbara uh, I don't have the attachment to Barbara Streisand that a lot of people do right. and and as a result I went into it kind of just expecting nothing and I had a, I you know her singing wasn't up to the par that everyone wants it to be. I thought her acting scenes were great. Honestly, and you know, I'm not going to name names. I don't think she was the worst person cast in that show. Um, and that person is still in the show. Um, but yeah, that's the thing of like, you know, you mentioned how well it's se- not selling. Uh, right. that's, that's kind of been the case. I know it's going to continue this week and we're going to talk about grosses in a second, but I mean, right. the fact that, you know, this is going to be running, you know, her and Jane are going to be in until September, really surprising to me, honestly, because even as I said in the group chat, I, a hundred percent thought that they wanted her out of here before the summer tourism season started. And you know, mm-hmm. even if Julie was going to do it or somebody else was going to do it, that's really surprising to me. But I'm, I'm hoping that that means that she's holding her own and saying that she wants, you know, she's been sick for so long. She wants to continue this role. She wants to continue putting the work in and doing the work on the stage. And I c- completely in the face of everything that she's been dealing with it. Absolutely commend her for that. And I hope you do go and see her performance and go in with kind of a an empty mind on it, not expecting I Barbara. I always have an empty mind. I do too, um, lady. Oh my God. It's just a blank slate. So yeah, just remember that like when, when all these are happening, if you're, if you're consistently only tearing down women, maybe take a second and think about that. Yeah. Um, in the theater, cause it seems to be a running theme and it, it starts to feel bad. So I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity, whatever happens with Beanie and we'll keep you all updated. But for now, September 25th, yeah. that's how the time you have to see Jane and Beanie. The, so now it's the time. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say the last thing I want to kind of say about that, cause you just said as far as like, if you're always tearing down women to take a look back at that. I also just like I want people to be better at examining why they don't like people in certain roles and why that is. If it's body type, if it's voice type, if it's something else, if it's in this case, like a lot of people kind of use the justification that she's supposed to be an amazing, like the character is supposed to be an amazing singer so nothing else matters. Then, okay, if that's the case. But but I feel like there's been a lot of criticism where that has not touched anything. And it's really just been an excuse. 
Yeah, it starts to feel a little funny, doesn't it? Mm. There it is, that funny feeling. There it is. All right. Well, now it's time for that part of the show where I talk about the Broadway grosses against my will to live. (laughs) Uh, So this is uh, the week. This is for the week leading up to the Tony Awards. um, In the biggest boost uh, being a strange loop. So the musical was at. Yeah, they they did 98 percent capacity of filling those seats from the previous week. Eighty nine percent. So that was a huge bump. Um, They also grossed six hundred thousand seventy or six hundred seventy six thousand dollars for seven performances. Funny Girl, as we mentioned earlier, was down by sixty one thousand mm-hmm. um, to one million, I guess one hundred sixteen thousand with the COVID absence of Beanie Feldstein. So that making that like eighty six percent capacity still mm. not horrible, guys. Not horrible. Um, yeah, dipping from ninety five percent. But Mr. Saturday Night was at zero due to the fact that they had a scheduled hiatus. Um, I'm hoping the numbers Damn increase with the Tony Awards show, performance. Clearly, nobody wanted to be there. Everybody wants to go, mainly <laughs> me because I was on the very back row, and I thought that was a Ooh, crime. Yeah, a little um, bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, next week, we'll be able to see how the Music Man did due to Hugh Jackman's COVID absence this week, resulting in many returns and exchanges in the box office. They've been a really heavy player throughout this season. I mean, like. You can see yeah. in the attached grosses. I mean, it's kind of insane. It's. I mean, it's. It makes sense that it's doing that well. But I'm very curious about how Max's uh, turn in in Hugh Jackman's shoes yeah. is going to play out next week. But what I find interesting of of all of this is the fact that like Plaza Suite and The Music Man did not do well at the Tony Awards. They did not oh, need God, them. No. They did not benefit from the Tony Awards whatsoever. It got, you know, Plaza Suite got one nomination for costume design, yeah. which by the way, I have to say, excellent costume design. Mm-hmm. It Beautiful really gowns. did. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful <laughs> gowns. But it just goes to show you that right now you don't need trophies like you normally do. Um, you need stars. Uh, that's that's what's sure. keeping these shows breaking box office records. So um, we'll definitely keep you uh, updated on on next week's grosses mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So in streaming news, two upcoming projects are noteworthy. So one is on Netflix. The other is on HBO. Everyone, I feel like at this point, has these streaming platforms for a lot of theatrical purposes. So let's Never get into it the first. Never heard of them. Oh, right. So the first was a trailer drop that I got sent from multiple sources this morning. Same. Right? Um, <laughs> for the upcoming Netflix release of the first look of the Matilda mu- movie musical adaptation for Netflix. It's a first look teaser trailer. You can hear some of revolting children um it's coming up this holiday season they're rightfully putting it at a, at a perfect time when when all the families are going to be together hopefully like you know god willing and mm, um yeah you know alicia we're as matilda looks adorable like i've never mm. seen this actor i'm i'm thrilled to see this performance we got a little bit of trunchbull we got a little bit a of little some bit. silhouettes a wee bit of trench just doll. a wee bit we saw some prosthetic action not to the extent of yeah. tom hanks and elvis but we got some oh god lord um, i'm very yeah i'm very interested in this but Ever, the the response has been incredibly positive. Yeah, so I hope that, that continues. It looks fun. I'm really excited. It looks really good. <laughs> I'm really excited. It kind of gave me that a series of unfortunate events uh, vibe, which Netflix did as well. Um, and hopefully, it will be more like the series and not like the movie in that case. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks a lot of fun. I was a little bit worried before it came out. Just, uh, movie musicals are tough in general, and you know, thankfully they've had a good run lately other than Dear Evan Hansen Um, but this also kind of has the advantage here where it's uh, centered by children and that's kind of hard to fail at 
Did you see little Brucey? Yeah. Did you see him? Little <laughs> Brucey so eating that cake. You know, I, I have to say this. Matilda is one of the few, like, British heavy shows that I would, I would, yeah. I, 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 I had quiet in my book for years. Oh, like, my I God, so good. love this show. Um, I was in, like, callbacks for it. They couldn't decide if I was too tall to be a kid and too short to be an adult. Didn't work out. But, um, <laughs> so, so you were cast as Trunchbull in the boldest casting decision of the year. It's me. I'm Brucie. Yeah, Bruce. Um, next. <laughs> so now we have to talk about the HBO thing. So this one I have to read all of the logline for because you aren't going to believe your ears. So this is a new movie called Bye Bye Bunny, a Looney Tunes music for HBO Max only and Cartoon Network. So this is Bugs, Daffy, the Looney Tunes gang. This is not Space Jam the Musical like I thought. Damn. Let me be clear. I was definitely thinking that was going to happen, but because Warner Brothers has like a library of movie musicals, they, do. they can use those some original songs and some dance numbers and new orchestrations for their canon. So this is the logline. After starring in a long-running Looney Tunes Broadway smash production, an exhausted Bugs Bunny decides it's time to trade in sold-out shows for a life as a regular rabbit. Ain't that the <laughs> truth? Ain't that the truth? Ever the spotlight optimist, or, or a narcissist, I should say, <laughs> Daffy Duck attempts to step into the lead role, but his star ambitions are quickly sidetracked when he is kidnapped by a massive fan who has more sinister plans. I hope that's Michael Jordan. Uh, oh for, God, his, yes. for her favorite stage duck, I guess not, because her... Um, with his ticket to Broadway retirement in danger, Bugs sets off on a rescue mission to find Daffy, and with the help of Looney Tunes co-stars, hopefully, his joy of performing well, again. Will Lawrence Fishburne be in this? That's the question <laughs> I have. I hope Wayne Knight, again, from Space Jam, uh-huh. is in it. I mean, ha uh-huh. I love it. I can't yeah. wait for it. It seems No like idea it's what gonna, this could mean. It seems like it's going to be completely off the wall, and that's all I ever want from Looney Tunes. It's in the title. Yeah. 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 So now we have to go back to some real theater news. Can we do that? I'm not sure if I can ever recover. No, let's just skip it all. Okay. I was like, well, I will. Um, so in other news, the new group has announced the company's 2022-2023 season to include the following productions. Also some uh, film uh, projects. So I'll, we'll get into that. Mm. Evanston Salt Costs Climbing by Will Arbery uh, is happening. The Seagull slash Woodstock, New York by Thomas Bradshaw, which is an adaptation of Chekhov. And then Bernanda's Daughters by Dan Xavier. And then Limp. Lipsinka must be destroyed again. A new film, which is written by John Epperson and performed by John Epperson, is directed by Chloe Sevigny. What, what's going on? This collab. Absolutely. Very exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, the project is presented by the new group offstage for theatrical expressions in different media. So that's why it's it's a it's a film situation because they do web series, audio plays, and more. The shows will take place at the Pershing Square Signature Center on West Forty Second. So. That's their season. Uh, Will Arbery, new work. I'll it. take it. More, yeah. more work from Will Arbery and something very, very gay in Lipsinka, <laughs> who is a yeah. drag performer and New York City staple of the downtown scene. Uh, and Chloe just dedicated to any gay work she can get her hands on, which you know we love. The only time I've ever seen Chloe, and Sev- Chloe Sevigny in real life was mm-hmm. me ordering a baked Alaska at Sardi's. And that is the most theatrical thing I've ever said. Beautiful. Beautiful. They should ad- they should adapt that. Uh, where's that play? That's what I'm saying. Coming to she NYC next year. New group. Oh, there we go. New. Gr- I was going to say new group. Get on it. But even <laughs> new better. Group, call me. So <laughs> coming soon to a New York near you. 
Museum of Broadway will finally <laughs> open November 15th. We have been yeah. talking about the Museum of Broadway for years now. Yeah. And it will finally open. I saw Ayanna Prescott tweeted something like, guys, you aren't ready. So apparently people are seeing it today with the press release coming out. Yeah. But tickets will go on sales uh, starting June 21st at 10 a.m. You can also be on alerts to start on June 17th. So even though it's not opening till November 15th, you can get your tickets early um, because it's timed entries. Um, they're $39 in a portion of each sale will be donated to Broadway Yay. Cares Equity Finds Aid. So, yeah, so it's, it's definitely worth uh, the, the ticket purchase there because you know your money is going to a good place and a worthy of cause. Course. I'm so excited, I'm, about, I'm excited this. about this. Yeah. Did you, this is uh, fortunately a fun fact about me, and I mm. feel like you're the same way. Okay. M- museum gift shops are my favorite place in the world. Oh my God, so much so. I own so many little trinkets from around the museums. Like, respectfully, to museums, I go for the gift shop. And I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the gift shop, the girls that get it, get it. I'm not going to sit here and look at stolen art. I'm going to go buy a postcard of a picture of some stolen art. So I I can keep it forever without stealing it. Of clips. Yes. Like, I... Oh, Beautiful. The th- and I want to say Creative Goods is attached, who is like such an incredible. Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they do Hamlet, uh, like they, they just, they get it and they do like drama bookshop and stuff. So I'm like, okay, because I know mm-hmm. that they're a part of this, I'm, I'm, I feel good about good. the shop. Gonna be All good. Right. Finally, and feel good recommendations. You can watch a few of the first performances since the Tony Awards happened, uh, starting with a strange loop standing ovation at the curtain. We've linked all of these Yay. like Twitter videos in the show notes. Theaterly shared Jakina's first entrance post Tony oh win, which was met with so intense the biggest applause, which is absolutely like a deserved. Long standing ovation. Yeah. She she deserves that. And um, yeah. I was thrilled to see that that was captured by Theaterly. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last was this, the incredible applause from Max Clayton, who stepped in for Hugh Jackman. Foster. Yeah, she she ushered in this great like announcement that what he was doing and also honored swings and understudies the same way that Hugh also did when when Sutton was out mm-hmm. with COVID. And I thought that was really sweet. So um, a lot of those are genuinely feel good recommendations. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Watch yeah. them for some serotonin for sure. Oh, absolutely. So thank you all for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I know this is Ashley. Uh, sounds good. We'll see you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.